0: Good afternoon everyone. Welcome to episode 9 of Epic Cash Twitter Spaces. Thank you all for joining on. I missed hosting last week's episode so I'm really glad to be back. As I'm sure most of you know by now, I'm Jam and today we'll be looking at comparing and contrasting the technologies of both ZK Snarks and Mimblewimble. Now, I'd really appreciate it if you could please give this space as a like and a retweet and share this on any other social media that you make use of. That would be greatly appreciated. And let's get straight into the news and updates for this week or for the for the last two weeks, I should say. So the parts I wanted to highlight, the first one was actually Samsung. Now, some of you may have seen this in the news this week, but Samsung is actually aiming to launch a cryptocurrency exchange in 2023. And with that, they plan for all Samsung phones in the future to have a pre-installed crypto exchange app. Now, this is, of course, really good news for the overall crypto movement in terms of adoption. But on the other hand, it's again relying on that centralized party, which is, of course, not the true reason why crypto was created. Nevertheless, it will onboard a number of new users, in fact, millions and millions of new users of crypto, which will eventually give us as the Epic Cash community an opportunity to educate even more people about the benefits of the Epicenter ecosystem. Now, the next update I would actually like to give would be to comment on the price of Epic Cash itself. Now, some of you may have seen a tweet of mine this week, but just to reiterate this, I actually can't believe I'm being given the opportunity to buy Epic Cash for under 60 cents this week. It, it literally is r- ridiculous. I mean, anything under a dollar is amazing in the long run, in my opinion. Well, to be honest, anything under $10 is amazing in the long run, in my humble opinion. But for me personally, I managed to actually buy at 58 cents on a few occasions this week. And I think sometimes it's just good to take a big picture approach with everything that is going on in the epicenter ecosystem. So I actually just wanted to lay out a few points for us all to just keep in mind and remember. And I'm sure I'm missing a number of huge items here. But just for a quick summary, we've got the DNA of Bitcoin podcast with Max Freeman hosting with a number of uh, famous guests and important guests. We've got the Freeman Express exchange updates with Fiat on ramps and Fiat off ramps. We'll soon be able to buy Epic Cash from buyepiccash.com. The Trillion Series with Mars Callahan, The likes of Chris Champion, Chris Sky and Bill Steele all being well aware of Epic Cash in the Epicenter ecosystem. And I'm sure there's many other individuals I could mention. We'll actually soon have mobile mining. And lastly, to touch upon some more technical developments, we have the development of E.ON or the Epicenter Open Network, which is the epicenter version of Ethereum and the development of E1 that we've discussed in the last few episodes, which is our wrapped ERC20 Epic Cash token, which will be a massive contributor towards bringing Epic Cash to the masses. Now, I just really wanted to give this very quick summary of everything that's going on so that we can all just as a community take a step back and realize amongst us as the early investors and contributors where we are today and what we're actually witnessing here and now it's truly remarkable and as i mentioned i'm struggling to actually only weekly dollar cost average i wish i could do it a lot more so as i mentioned sometimes it's just good to take a step back and realize where we are and the opportunity we have right in front of us now my last piece of news is that if you missed uncle v's live stream yesterday I would suggest to all of you to go and watch or listen. It featured a guest named Chris Guy, and he's well known for being both a freedom fighter and, you know, bringing a sense of reality to the people, to to worldwide society. Now, Chris gave some great perspectives and he'll actually be going on a tour around a number of countries in Europe starting next month where he actually begins his journey in London. So, as I mentioned, definitely worth a listen if you haven't checked that out. So, you know, those are my updates for the week. Would Would anybody like to chime in? I know i probably I haven't actually mentioned the Stacks Wallet that was that was released on the Android store a few days ago. So, there's another a piece of big news also.
1: Yeah, uh, I wanted to mention that Stacks Wallet. It is it's really cool. Um, I see. Uh, I went to the website and it says the first non-custodial privacy preserving open source uh crypto wallet that exists and epic is on it you have big big cryptos like bitcoin dogecoin monero and then you have epic cash which is 10 million market cap uh these other guys are (laughs) billions of market cap it's just amazing that we got on it and it is it's a really nice wallet um I've been using it and playing around with it and it's only going to get better from here. So that's definitely a great uh, thing that came this week too.
2: Fantastic. I agree. Um, and so I immediately took that quote that you mentioned and I, I think there's like maybe one caveat. I think it's the first mobile uh, multi-crypto, you know, privacy oriented wallet. Um, <clears throat> Cause I think in that quote, he just said the first wallet and that, like I have a desktop wallet, and I've seen some other projects that are doing some things, but not mobile. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah! So this is really cool. <clears throat> and um, uh, going back to some of the things Jam said, like about Samsung and mass adoption. Yep, the slippery slope of mass adoption. You know, and being aware of uh, what's happening there because um, so much of what floods into this this sector are people from the traditional finance sectors and how has traditional finance made their money by rehypothecating, uh, over collateralizing, uh, or, or not over, excuse me, that was false, uh, but rehypothecating collateralized, uh, let me back up, uh, <laughs> fractionalized reserve leading to uh, just giving, you know, distributing the money in haphazard ways. Uh, this This whole sense of Money is information, and it's your money and information that you put into a bank, and then somebody comes and just does all sorts of crazy stuff with it to profit, and what bit of profit did you ever see on that money? And I think there's just this whole awakening uh, of anything that, you know, if we are trying to communicate to people coming into crypto, like what we're trying to be about, it is um, being more liberating to people and their own finances. And, And so... So yeah, I get really I you know that that is people people do get excited and rightly so to see Samsung come on board. Um, But we need to try try to do our best to inject um, the transparency of that can be possible with money when we want it, like when we put our money onto some centralized platform, like we might see um, in decentralized finance. Um, You know, we want we want to have. that opportunity for our money to grow, but um, we need to be able to, to know what's happening with our money behind the scenes. And that just hasn't been the modus operandi with traditional finance. So then what else? (laughs) Then Jan, you said a lot of really, (laughs) my instant recall, you thought a lot, you said a lot of really thought provoking things and um, yeah, the news going on is, this is a tremendous time to be alive. I think that you triggered my thoughts on just thinking about um, the, oh, the price. Um, so the, the this fact that we're in a crypto winter, um, you know, a, a bearish market like, once again. And, and <clears throat> this having been the third <clears throat> one that I've lived through, the first one was like, oh my gosh, all I knew was crypto sucks. And, you know, well, gosh, I had, (laughs) I I had, you know, I had Bitcoin and now I don't. And like, now it's everything's worth crap anyways. What, what, what was I thinking, you know, and then kind of, kind of like going, I, I, you know, I hadn't really learned, um, but I was still interested. Like I, you know, I was committed enough to, to purchase several graphics cards and set up specialized rigs and learn, you know, all sorts of extra stuff to do, to do mining. Um, And, and so when it's when I started seeing, you know, when I continued to pay attention, I I I didn't comp- all out quit, but um, I was I continued to read Bitcoin.org and see what pe- see what other miners were doing, like in the twenty fourteen timeframe, which was also when Monero was was first coming out, and so and that was just slow and and a horrible user experience, and I thought this this has no future <laughs> at the time, <laughs> and of course you know years later it, it blew up and. When I just compare and contrast things like Monero, I know that's not the topic of today's show. We're going to look more at zk Snarks, but I'm just like, wow, Epic Cash has way more potential. And then just to follow that timeline of past that first crypto winter and going into 2017 and seeing Bitcoin go up to 20,000, you know, Bitcoin is as much as we we dog on it and rightfully so. It's it's still the OG first mover to market and has has been the trendsetter and the, the trigger point for a financial revolution. Um, so give credit where credit's due. Um, but yeah, 2017, $20,000 Bitcoin. I'm like, what the, yeah, it's the same thing that that triggered me in 2013 was Bitcoin being on parity with, with an ounce of gold. And now it has just like, it just, whoo, just shot right past all that. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, really, no, really guys. This time I learned my lesson, you know, like, okay, I'm going to, and so 2019, you know, um I'm I'm just muddling my way through. I'm like, okay, this stuff is still interesting. I'm I'm sticking with this. I'm going to huddle and and learn more and uh lo and behold, here's epic cash and you know, right just in time uh not I mean, you know, a good year and a half before the the peaks of the the bull cycle of this last bull cycle. Um but here it is bestowed to the world with all these amazing features and lightweight, scalable, uh, egalitarian accessibility and, um, you know, we, we see these peaks and valleys and, and the halvings and the, the, the distribution going from 15 down to seven and a half, down to three and a half, which is where we are now. All the while, um, we have just, you know, uh, embarked on another uh, bear cycle. And, and downward price pressure. And I'm just looking at it like, okay, the first time I didn't know what the hell was going on, it sucked. The second time I was like, okay, I really, <laughs> no, I, I really learned my lesson this time. And this time I'm like, okay, we are set up very well to go into the next bull cycle. Like development hasn't stopped. Like I've seen this happen before. <laughs> okay, I think, I think I'm gonna be fine. Like I'm surrounded by amazing people, we we are uh, in really good technology, um, and that may, that technology continues to change, and we have to keep up. And so that I feel like that's what we're doing. Yeah.
0: Oh, that was great, Izzy. That that was a as a great background into the history of almost market <laughs> psychology. Actually, in terms of pricing, and you know, you think it's going to keep going up, and then suddenly you you get brought back down to earth and back to reality. I remember that uh, twenty seventeen end of uh, end of year bore and that was craziness just complete mm-hmm. craziness but um i actually wanted to just touch back upon the stacks wallets and i don't know whether you've both used it or is it just yourself Levy. but um is there yeah. anything that you guys would like to comment on is it is it easy to use is it the user interface that makes it so exciting is it just the fact that epic cash will get more exposure via this wallet what are your guys thoughts on this
2: Did you want to go, or
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, this is the path of least resistance we were speaking about. Um, yep. Islo, Islo mentioned uh, exchanges do fractional reserve and, and things we don't want to associate with. And on Freeman and Freeman U, we discuss sometimes how Epic is going to avoid being rehypothecated and going through, you know, being stuck on centralized exchanges like Bitcoin is. Well, this is, this is the exact way, yeah, by having a beautiful mobile wallet that people can just send their Epic to, and it's better than, it looks better than Coinbase, you know, you don't, why would somebody, and, th- and then you also get the benefits of having your own Epic and avoiding fractional reserve. And so, I think it is, yeah, it's definitely a key component toward being the um, path of least resistance, um, and people being able to hold their own coins and, you know, not deal with fractional reserves. So that's part of the importance of it for sure.
2: Yep. And so we've just, I've, I've touched the wallet, uh, sent various transactions. Um, we just came out of closed beta in which there is maybe, I don't know, I'm guessing half a dozen people that were testing it or maybe a dozen. And then now we're in, uh, a more limited open beta. We're not in full out like we haven't w- released it to the full community, but I mean it is pretty pretty available uh, if, if people try to ask for it. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think there might be one more phase of beta to to get you know to try to flood in as many more people as we can. Um, but uh, I've I've seen it, and there's it seems like there are some some uh, some minor issues. Like I had to reinstall once so far because it was crashing. Um, so. Uh, as well as iOS, uh, is is just around. It might be today that the Apple um, folks on their Apple iPhones can can get on there. Um, nice, been waiting right. for that. Yeah, yeah. I've got a couple <laughs> iOS devices myself. Uh, my my daily use is a uh, Android, but I do have a couple iOS uh, devices that I like to play with and and test out technology like this. So uh, yeah. Um, some 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 definitely growing into our ecosystem and so like i like to temper expectations you know um and i don't want people to think they're getting you know the the v, the version 56 <laughs> uh, <laughs> iteration of this it's it's definitely iterative and step by step and um there's other parts of the ecosystem that have to grow up and adopt uh what's called what's well called different things. It's this idea of a box out in, out in the cloud. Um, we call it Epic Box. Other places call it different things. Uh, I've heard Miracle Box. I've heard, you know, there's Grin Box. Yeah, so, and, and um, our, the designer of the Stack Wallet actually, or the creator of the Stack Wallet actually made, um, uh, rewrote the, our box. Um, it was Epic Box, and now we're calling it Epic Post. Um, I think that has to do with like the post language uh, yeah, that's used to communicate with these servers out in the cloud and, and to make things run smoothly. And boy, does it run smoothly. I mean, um, it, it still takes a little bit while for the blockchain to sync the first time, but I've seen, like, I've done a rescan, and it doesn't take too long to do a rescan of, of the blockchain, um, and, and that's pretty cool, too, because, like, that's something we do on the GUI wallet sometimes. Like, the, if the accurate account balance doesn't show for some reason, then you do, like, a rescan of your balance, and, and it it will... 100% of the times I've done that, it, it updates the correct balance. Um, and, and even that stuff, you know, like Max and other people have said, we want it to the point where a just, you know, anyone can do it. <laughs> I won't get into yeah, the sure, colorful <laughs> metaphors, but uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: It comes back to Le- what Levy's been saying about achieving the path of least resistance, doesn't it? If we've got these complicated steps, then unfortunately, as much as we love it, we may not get there. But I know we've got some incredible people behind this project that will that will make sure that uh, we get to a place where it runs smoothly. Yeah, yeah. and
2: it works. Um, I mean, I think I sent some to Levy and.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, Yep. So just a little bit, you know. <laughs> we did a we did micro payments like like thirteen mm-hmm. cents, you know, stuff yeah. that's not yeah. possible with with Bitcoin, where the the transaction fee itself is three dollars. Like, um, mm. yeah. So that's something cool. But I, yeah, I I didn't either. Like, I wanted to. I should give a disclaimer too. This this is the first version of this epic mobile wallet. It's actually still. It's got yeah. It's definitely got more to go in terms of like we can't send from GUI to the mobile wallet yet. We cannot send from VTEX to it. Um, yeah. I think I think the main thing is to actually have the mobile wallet. <laughs> so we have it and there are a few small steps that need to make it way easier. Like for now, it's still got these, um, some complicated things for sure. But like I yeah. said, and, and I've heard, I saw Max Freeman like say this, like this is the hardest it's ever going to be. You know, it's going to get way easier from here. <laughs> yeah, uh, I you, remember you know, him yeah. saying that. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and also like, uh, I heard him mention that we're gonna make a new, uh, make another version of this, um, of this Epic wallet sometime. That's going to uh, of this of this mobile wallet that's going to hold only Epic. It's gonna, you know, I guess be black and yellow, kind of like the Epic um, GUI wallet is, um, and it's gonna be like more tailored to Epic and have more of the. Um, like more of our ecosystem integrated to it, so yep. there's definitely a lot to go, but so much here, you know. Yep. Ninety-nine percent of cryptos aren't even, are not on this wallet. That's just what it is. Only Epic is. So we're definitely yeah, on right, to, right there.
0: We need to crawl before we walk, and walk before we run. Oh yeah. So we'll yeah, get yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those oh,
2: Epicenter yeah. assets like ECR, um, EXBR, EUSD, uh, those things coming down down the pipe. Um, so imagine like if. You know, I'm, just, uh, met, things like people who are familiar with things like MetaMask, who have like uh, a bunch of different tokens, like we uh, will have epicenter specific tokens in in future br- versions of this wallet.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be that's that's gonna be my favorite thing to see for real. That's like my own bank account right on my phone. That's really what it is. So definitely looking mm-hmm. forward to that when it comes. And uh, yeah, that's what I have to say on the mobile wallet.
0: Cool. Nice. Okay, guys. Well, why don't we? dive into today's topic then of comparing and contrasting zk snarks and mimblewimble now i would just like to to mention to the pair of you that before we do crack on i do think we need to keep in mind today of the the average listener for today's episode now obviously we aren't going to do a a huge deep dive into you know how the tech works or the mathematics behind it etc etc but more so of discussing the fundamentals of the tech so I think where I'm going with this, what I'm trying to say is that let's try and discuss it in a way that's convenient for the average investor so that they can develop an understanding. And, and that includes myself, if I'm being completely honest, because uh, when I listen to this episode again, the, you know, <laughs> tech discussions really aren't my strong suit. So I, I will need to listen to this one or two more times to, to uh, solidify the knowledge that I will gain from this episode. But, you know, first of all, why don't we just start off slowly and identify the projects that make use of these technologies? So, obviously, we, we all know that Epic Cash has implemented Mimblewimble. But who else has? And who has implemented ZK Snarks?
2: Yeah, I can speak to that. Um, unless unless unless, Le- unless Levy wanted to. Uh, okay, yeah, oh, no, no that's I good. Okay. Yeah. No, I, saw, I just saw your... Yeah, okay, good. So... Um, the uh, ZK Snark coins so that I, I could find are Z- Zcash, Mina, Silo, Pirate Chain, Talos, Firo, Virus Coin, Pivix, CellFrame, Black Hat, Zclassic, Findora, and Valkyrie Network. Of those. Wow.
0: Okay. Of those
2: dozen or so I, I recognize uh four or five like zcash is familiar to me i've heard of Silo a little bit i don't know much about Silo. uh pirate chain i've heard a lot of, you know because they of the pump and uh dump <laughs> and then uh fero um I've, I've heard quite a bit about them uh virus coin uh, i actually mined virus coin briefly pivx um is a master node coin which is sort of interesting um and then Z Classic back in the day, yep. I, I uh, they did amazing uh, pumps and then re- uh, resulting dumps in 2018. Um, there's this thing called the the privacy coin uh, season. Like you know how we have uh, Bitcoin season, alt, and then there's altcoin seasons after that. Well, in, in, there was notably a big privacy coin uh, push back in 2018. And ZClassic was a big part of that. There were several forks off of ZClassic. But um, so those are known ZK snarks. Did you you want me to give a list of Mimblewimble coins? Sure, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so Mimblewimble coins that I'm aware of are Epic, Grin, Mimblewimble coin, uh, Beam. There was Litecoin, uh, but they pretty much like I don't know if they're even still doing it. Like, once they got Mimblewimble, they ran into like centralized exchange problems and ended up getting delisted. And, and, and the implementation of Mimblewimble requires like extra steps, and it's like it's not default. So I don't even know if I consider Litecoin in this group. But uh, yeah, they, they I have. had a list of Mimblewimble coins, and I didn't include Litecoin. Just they're just yeah. uh, like a like a fake Mimblewimble. Cool. So is your list any different than the four that I have there? Epic grin, Mimblewimble coin, and Beam. No, that's exactly the same as
0: mine. They're the only four legitimate projects I know of member Wimble Tech.
2: It is worth noting on the horizon, um, a project that has been in development for a number of years and that Epic Cash might um, is well, we are trying to glean some information off and and learn from is a project called Tari. That's T-A-R-I. So not to promote them or anything. I mean, their coin isn't even available, uh, but they do have a lot of, interesting information and and they're looking at doing smart contracts on uh, incorporating Mimblewimble so
0: yeah right okay so Mm -hmm. okay that's that's news to me I haven't heard of that project um but yeah
2: we don't have to go there we won't promote (laughs) tarot
0: no no sounds interesting though by all means yeah
2: it's interesting in the sense that it's just new technology you know it's it's um it's endorsement of Mimblewimble is is how I see it sure yeah that makes sense
0: okay so obviously we've identified the coins that use these different technologies but i thought obviously we'll we'll end on the mighty wim- mimble wimble i think why don't we start off with, with zk SNARKs? but you know before we get into the nitty-gritty and i'm sure people are probably wondering the average investor is probably thinking what on earth does zk SNARKs actually stand for so from what i've been reading up on it stands for the zero knowledge succinct non-interactive argument of knowledge And so, again, that sounds like a great waterful of words. So just to break this down into what the hell this actually means. So the succinct part means that the zero knowledge proof can be validated within a few milliseconds, even if it's a very large program. So I think in layman's terms, it's very quick. The non-interactive part refers to the fact that there's only a single message that is actually required from the prover to the verifier. And the last part being the argument of knowledge, my understanding is that it, is, it basically indicates that this part is impossible for the, for the prover to create proof or an argument without having the knowledge in the first place. Now, that, that's my understanding of, of what it stands for. But would anybody like to you know, start giving a brief explanation as to how ZK Snarks works?
2: yeah i will get into the part of how it works and thank you for that um description i don't think i can even right now uh play it back to you but you did a very good job of capturing that, that, that took a that fair succinct... amount of
0: research and trying yeah. to understand it because it's difficult
2: and unpacking you know zk snarks like you just did is as uh well well done um but but yeah just that idea that you know you're you're proving something um that that you know without revealing too much information about it is, is that whole premise. Uh, um, so, yeah, so begin? what I have, <laughs> where do we begin? Yeah, um, so I, I, I started with uh, when, when I was researching this uh, as a topic is to start with similarities. They both use elliptic curve cryptop- crypt- <laughs> cryptography, ECC. Um, so, you know, in order to like massively, of course, you know, there can be one offs, you know, you can oops, I, I gave away my secrets here, or oh, you you tracked my IP address somehow, or you had an um, infrared scanning device and RF technology uh, eavesdropping on my keyboard strokes, and uh, <laughs> you know, there's all these. But to get to the protocol itself, like if you wanted to massively, you know, undermine any of these protocols to include MimbleWimble, zk-snark uh, ring, rings uh, ring ct uh, which is ring uh, uh, uh transact uh, crypt- crypt- uh ring signatures con- yeah ring confidential transactions um yeah ring ct uh it took, it, they all use ecc they all use elliptic curve crypto- cryptography so you know we're talking decades in in, in the future um dystopian futures of Nation states um, operating massive uh, uh, supercomputers, uh, you know, uh, quantum, right? Quantum quantum ha- hacks and attacks. So at the at the root of it, at the protocol level, they're they're all using ECC, and so um, that that's that's about where, the, to me, that's um, the simil- that's where the similarities end. Other than they're private. Go ahead, <laughs> lady. yeah.
1: Uh, Isla, wait, I have a question. Um, yeah. So they, they both use elliptic curve cryptography, but isn't ZK Snarks, do they, do they, isn't it code? It's not the native blockchain. Is ZK Snarks the native blockchain? Um, isn't it code on top of it?
2: That's kind uh, of what I thought. Yeah, so I would say it's the implementation of how they use ECC. Uh, oh, the, okay. Or, yeah. Um, and, and, and that is with ZK Snarks, it's this. Complicated math that um, I, yeah. I didn't even try. to go and I'm, I'm not a calculus wizard, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, but it's really it, complicated. it, it it's and, and and it's this internalized code, uh, and it is very process consumptive, and it results in a large blockchain. And so with huh, getting yeah. into the and getting into the contrast part, that's that's the distinguishing point. Uh, we can look at the timeline of of this stuff. You know, Monero with the ring CT and the 20 probably 2013 2014 time frame is they were in development and then the zk snarks being released in the 2016 time frame um <clears throat> and then the uh, so so I would say that was when they went mainnet is 2016 the technology of course was in, in the in, was developed well before that um but then Mimblewimble wimble was actually introduced to the world in 2016. So when these other guys were going mainnet with um, this older technology that was still pretty ban- uh, bandwidth intensive or, or pr- with a big, large uh, footprint of uh, data storage requirement that's not scalable, um, that's, that's when Mimblewimble came out and said, well, we do privacy, um, but we do it w- in a lightweight, s- scalable way by- because of uh, cut through. Where we don't keep all the unnecessary transaction data on the, on the ledger, and we also obfuscate what's in the ledger, but all that old stuff just gets sh- shunted away, and um, we do a, a, a cryptographic proof that verifies that there was no overspending, and that that cryptographic proof is is well known and and um, easily auditable we... in the in the code. Go ahead.
0: No, I was just gonna say before yeah. we before we transition into into because obviously, yeah, yeah, I, I think us uh, we're probably a little bit biased towards Mimblewimble for for all Yeah, yeah. I, I, I,
2: I do have several <laughs> other notes on zk snarks I can get into, or I have a yeah, couple others.
0: Yeah, sure. Notes. I was going start from oh. the top.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I want to preface this this conversation with um. So what is zk snarks and Mimblewimble and uh, ring signatures from Monero. What is the goal of all this math and um, elliptic curve cryptography? Basically, the go- the entire goal of this is is privacy, a certain right. amount of privacy. Why is that a thing even? Well, we have Bitcoin, which is you know the first crypto and the biggest one, and it's basically it has two main problems. Bitcoin has two main problems: scalability and fungibility. And there are different ways to solve this problem. The fungibility comes from a lack of privacy on the Bitcoin network. They do not have fungibility. Um, so, essentially, Monero, uh, Zcash, higher chain, uh and Mimblewimble—they're these are all just different methods uh, that these that crypto is using to solve these problems. Um, and the difference um, between Mimblewimble and these and and how zk snarks goes about these things is that um zk snarks and ring signatures the way they create fungibility and privacy is they mix in a lot of math zk snarks is zero knowledge math it's basically just mixing up um the numbers that are on the blockchain loads of times hiding it with lots and lots of different numbers uh it's a really complicated math process it makes the blockchain very heavy and it's not simple, um, and um, so basically, that's how they get their privacy. Mimblewimble, it just it get it achieves its privacy by literally not storing the information on the blockchain. It doesn't encrypt the information. It just doesn't store any of this information at all. Which yep. is the it's the best. I mean, it's the best way. We're gonna get more into it, but um, but yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah, what, we, what do you want to say?
2: So, so you were talking about the problems that get solved um, to, with, with this technology and there's mm-hmm. two parts of the crypto trilemma. So that's, this is like I like to go over some of these terms that we hear frequently in, in the space. And the crypto trilemma is that uh, it says, you know, you can never have these three things, um, which are uh, scalability, security and decentralization. And so yeah, what this privacy...
0: Vitalik Buterin.
2: <laughs> yeah, and like the, 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 that, that's the impossible dream in, in, in crypto. And, and what this uh, Mimblewimble and ZK Snarks... No, uh... no, no, what Mimblewimble does, because <laughs> ZK Snarks has a problem with scalability. Yeah. But, but what Mimblewimble gets to is looking at the security part as well as the scalability part. So those two big um, pillars of the t- crypto trilemma are specifically addressing Mimble, Wimble. And it also makes it, um, it, it actually gets into some of the decentralization, but I would say that's more of um, the how you do the proof of work uh, setup. Um, but but since it's scalable, that naturally lends into being capable of being more decentralized because you can have it in more places, more people can can integrate it with. So really it does get into all three pillars. Um, MimbleWimble does, it, you know, Get its get its fingers into uh, addressing all three of those. Yeah, yeah. The crypt, crypto trilemma. People yep. say
1: people say that crypto trilemma is impossible to get, and um, and yet, um, Epic definitely achieves that through Mimblewimble. and ZK Snarks. I've, I'm actually I've, you mentioned a lot of ZK Snarks coin as well. I am in this one ZK Snarks coin called Hush. And it's it's a tiny market cap. It's got like a $500,000 market cap. It is very unknown. It's been around for a long time but yep um, it is I've done a lot of research into it. It actually is the most private crypto that exists right now. Um, and it's very, very cool. They have the highest and non set. Um, and the way they achieved all this is with a lot of coding and um, you know they spent their, their entire focus of the project is on privacy. Epic, we say a lot of times, is not a privacy coin. It has privacy as a side effect. And what you what you, sac- you sacrifice certain things when you fully focus on privacy. And so let's let's talk about the scalability thing. ZK Snarks, since it adds in more math and and makes the blockchain, you know, more full by just encrypting it with a bunch of numbers, they they don't have a solution to scalability. Their solution to scalability—I mean, they do have a solution to scalability. Their solution is—and this is what Hush does—as soon as the blockchain becomes too full and it becomes expensive, they create a new blockchain. So Hush, for example, <laughs> oh it, it, yeah, yeah. Well, it's—it's it's very. This is. This gets us into a very interesting point. Um, but so basically, they Hush Hush has this um, has this very cool feature in it that. Um, you with just a few clicks of a button basically you can create a hush sidechain so it's an exact replica of hush which is the most private crypto and you can make a new sidechain that is you know starts from the beginning so it's scalable but what this means is that that's their solution to scalability but that means is that you can't um, they can't hold the world's wealth in their coin as soon as the blockchain tops out whether that's at $10 $10 billion market cap or $50 billion market cap, they got to create a new one and then, you know, multiply from there. That is that is the um, solution that they have. With Mimblewimble, since it's not fully focused, it's not like only about privacy. It's about fungibility and scalability. It can actually, on one blockchain, it is the only technology that can have this minimum lever, level of privacy and fungibility and also scalability. It can... Be a layer one, one blockchain, and um, it can scale into um, the trillions of market cap. It can scale into trillions of market cap, and that is actually the plan of Epic, which is it is very fascinating because when you when you think about it, really, there there's the biggest problem in crypto, which is the blockchain charlemma, You know, Bitcoin's problem of lack of fungibility and scalability. There are two ways to solve that. Uh, you know, zk snarks um, and basically complicating uh, encrypting the blockchain or like with what with what mimble wimble does which is just gets rid of all this um, information that is not necessary Um, it it makes the blockchain lighter smaller and has privacy and one of those epic is the uh, Mimblewimble wimble is the only crypto technology that can actually scale um, into the billions so what I'm basically getting at is um, Epic is the only crypto. Uh, these Mimblewimble coins are the only cryptos that can actually go into ten, like hit ten trillion dollar market cap one day, you know, uh, and and on and on. You know, when yeah. you have a zk snarks coin or any of these other cryptos, you got to create a new blockchain. So um, yeah, so that's my f- so
0: for you know for anybody who does listen to this and who's looking for some some very very basic education of zk snarks, because again, I'm far from technical. My understanding of the technology is that, you know, the objective is to be out and guys jump in if, if you need to correct me here, but the objective, my understanding is that to be able to prove possession of certain information. Like for example, if I wanted to prove to both yourselves that I was over a certain age, for example, I wanted to prove I was over 25, but I didn't actually want to reveal to you my actual birthday, or I didn't want to reveal to you my true age. I would be able to do this using ZK-SNARKs and zero-knowledge proofs. And I would also be able to do this without revealing any information, you know, beyond the validity of that statement itself. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, um, because they they encrypt it a lot, you know, whether that's by mixing in a lot of transactions or by mixing in a lot of the numbers into the address. Essentially, they encrypt it, and it's private. That's that's right. That's um, um, right
2: well there and another part of this is there are addresses in these zk snark systems so hmm. that's that's or metadata important. so it's an hmm. it's another piece that could be analyzed um at, you know and, and used against you um but yeah uh so another part of what happens in zk snarks is when it's initially set up um there are parties involved that have uh, their, their seeds um, and their seeds go into making this secure system at from the, from the start. They call people call it a ceremony. Um, and so <clears throat> when this happens, sorry, he, sorry to interrupt is he, when you say yep. seeds, do you refer to the private keys or right? A private key, my bad. Okay. So, so it's like a seed phrase. Yeah. Um, sure. So they go into creating the parameters, of, of the protocol, uh, this could create false proofs that nonetheless look valid to verifiers. So, and and this would allow a person to create new tokens uh, on ZK-SNARKs through a counterfeiting process. The, the, the mm-hmm. fact is you don't know with any of these 12, and, and this has actually cropped up and there has been, <clears throat> um, there's articles you can go and read um, where people are making claims that this has happened. And once once that genie's out of the bottle, it's like, uh, how many coins were, were there really minted? Like who's, who's over on the side siphoning things off? Like when Epic Cash, yeah. you, can, you can do a scan of the blockchain and, and see if there's any, nefar- and that's what happened in 2021 when, when you had the value overflow incident. They did a scan of every single block and could, could see the, the telltale signature of, of of the attacker um, attacking that specific block, and they knew that's that's where to roll the, the chain back to. Um, with these others, like if someone if someone were acting nefariously and just you know siphoning a little on the side, no one would ever know the difference. There's no way to prove that unless someone comes and tells and exp- you know shows them for you for themselves. And why would they do that? Um, so that's that's kind of the the trust aspect, like. Mm. You know, people will gloss over that. People will see it in a comparison chart and go, "Oh, well, there's a trusted setup. Okay, well, I guess I trust them. They're, they're worth sixty. You know, Zcash is worth sixty dollars. They're doing good. I guess I can trust that. It's, you know, Ethereum had a massive it's Like sixty, seventy percent of their coin supply now was was part of a was you know was instantly blessed into the world out of thin air. Um, you know, and people trust Ethereum. So, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> apparently, but, they're not a
0: security yeah. either after doing that. <laughs>
2: Uh, that's crazy, uh, but but so just that aspect of zk snarks is another point. Um, yeah. So we talked about the scalability. Uh, talked about it has to be shielded. You know, as of um, 2020, um, or no, I guess maybe it's like there was a point in time when uh, zcash when it first came out, like no one was using the privacy part of it. It was it, like no one was shielding huh. it. So, you, but now <laughs> there's more. There's more in their ecosystem. You know, and they and their third-party devices. More people are, are releasing things where it, you know, it just kind of automatically shields stuff because they realized how silly that looked. Um, but for, there was for a, a long, a, a long period of time where a lot of their transactions, if you go back on their blo- on these on these blockchains, uh, they weren't private at all. So people could still go back into chain analysis on you know on these coins. And so there's just all sorts of
1: uh, oh holes. no no yeah <laughs> so many so many problems when you get into the details of like Z- yeah zcash is a whole <laughs> zcash is a whole problem in and of itself. Um, but I want to I want to touch on um, uh, one of the points you said about about trusted is low because um, here's something very cool you know with since zk snarks um, they encrypt stuff and add in more numbers it's not trust minimized it's not it's not it's for sure not as trust minimized as Mimblewimble is because here's the thing with Mimblewimble um, or you know okay before I get into that I actually want to I want to discuss exactly where this privacy is happening, because you mentioned ZK Snarks have a address on the blockchain, and I, I want to talk on that first, because, so uh, basically ZK Snarks, um, a lot of it, or some of it has to do with an address on the blockchain, it's basically encrypting the address, um, and so that means that, they yes, they do have an encrypted address, um, it is a private, you know, they make the blockchain private by encrypting it with a lot of numbers and this, that. But um, they do still have an address on the blockchain. They're just encrypting it. Um, mm-hmm. And that means it's less trust minimized because you are trusting the setup to uh, make the blockchain private and mix it all up. With Mimblewimble, it's trust minimized. The native blockchain is private in and of itself because it actually has no wallet addresses to begin with. There's none of that. The, the blockchain runs itself. There's no needed. There's no need for added... Encryption on top of it. There's no need for mixing it in with a bunch of numbers. Um, it is I, trust trust-minimized. Yeah, I would interject. Uh, okay, yeah, correct me, please.
2: So, with Mimblewimble, th- there is a requirement to do things like VPN. If, oh, yeah. Like if you if you are concerned with op- operational security and, and covering all your footsteps. Um, the trade-off with Epic Cash uh, not having to require, not having a, an address um, that's part of the metadata that's like that's attached to you, um, and, the, and the trade-off for having the scalability is and, and not having that data stored in a blockchain is that some of that data initially goes out when when you send it out uh, somewhere. So there's not anything really connecting it to an address that's connected to you, that's, um, Initially, uh, but but that but there is metadata like your the, yeah. your IP address is, is metadata that could be connected. You, you like if you have a paid for uh, paid service and you have you have a public IP address and you know you, you pay for that with the traditional fiat method with a credit card or something, which a lot of people still do. Um I, I anyways you know that that information is going to be able to be connected to you and that's why people do vpns to obfuscate and that's why people yeah. go after vpns that haven't been compromised and don't don't store logs like i i think i've heard nord vpn so far is good um uh, tor tor, uh, v, tor torguard vpn is uh, is a good one um, and so so vpn services and then tor as well so tor uh, will actually give you a tunnel where your data is encrypted so you want to you want to throw off your IP address, and you want to encapsulate and tunnel your your encrypted data so that people can't see. Because in, initially, I know we don't store amounts on the blockchain in, in Mimblewimble, but initially the amount is visible when it goes across when it goes across the network. And so, um, the 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 problem is with attacking. You know, with people ha- being critical of that side of things, they they're being ignorant to. What is already required uh, if you want to be secure and private in your online communications, and that is a VPN and 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 some sort of encrypting tunnel like Tor.
1: Yeah, um, I, yeah, I want to speak on that for sure. You know, when I when I was actually learning about this privacy side, and like I, I mentioned, I'm into this coin called Hush. I really I spent a few days on Freeman U and in the Hush chat, just like throwing out these questions. I really wanted to understand this. Uh, I was yeah. just I started from nowhere, and I was just like, "Okay, I gotta understand this privacy thing." And what I concluded in the end was actually Hush is actually it's the most private crypto. It is more private than than Epic, um, and, and then Memblum, yeah, than Epic, um, because it really goes to far lengths, like the farthest lengths it can to. Um, to really yeah. encrypt the blockchain and be fully focused on privacy, and 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 that's why I understand now that it's important to say Epic is not a privacy coin. It has privacy by default. Well,
2: let and, me let me let me ask you this since since you know more okay. about Hush. I, I've I've tracked Hush yeah, yeah. a little bit. Um, okay. I, I, I mined it back in the day. Um, yeah. And, and I I've I, I might still have a few in my wallet. Um, I probably do. And and I and I actually. I I think uh, people in our community are are part you know have partnerships with them and and chat with them. Uh, oh, yeah. So I think they're mm-hmm. they're sort of part of, potentially part of our ecosystem uh, yeah. going forward. Does the question is does do do they incorporate a VPN? Sim- simple enough. Does Flash well, incorporate a VPN?
1: All right. So we re, were uh, we're we're uh, we're we're about to get into something that people may people listeners that yeah, may not understand. Uh, they don't let's, incorporate let's a VPN. There, guys. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, they, they do have something to be Sybil attack resistant. Um, okay. <laughs> and um, that is they do this special thing. I'll speak on this for one second and we'll move on because, yeah, we, we can discuss this in the DMs. But they have something uh, that makes it Sybil attack resistant. Basically, uh, in, in a blockchain, you know, when you, um, when you send yeah. out a transaction, it verifies it with every single node on the blockchain. Um, right. So what what Hush does is they actually did something special that no other blockchain has done, um, where they only send that transaction information to fifty percent of the blockchain, um, right. and and that makes it so that if somebody was searching for a VPN uh, for for an IP address on the blockchain uh, through mm-hmm. metadata leakage, they would only cat they would be wrong most of the time unless they had control over at least over fifty percent of the mm-hmm. nodes. Um, well, but um, well, but yeah. What we well, see. that that assumes that
2: one hundred percent of the network isn't being monitored one hundred percent of the time, and that's eventually that's True. possible.
1: So. Yeah, no, but somebody gets <laughs> most of the nose. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I think everybody gets most of the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, So, sorry. I'm so uh, glad yeah.
0: that you guys are on the call because you guys have clearly got this level of knowledge that <laughs> It's just way, way over my head.
1: Um, yeah, well, it, basically, it, this Epic and, and Hush, they're, they're not competitors. Uh, Hush is yeah, fully focused on not. privacy, and Epic is focused on a solution to fungibility and scalability. And uh, basically, what I was getting at is that Mimblewimble solves this, this this blockchain dilemma in the best way. We don't need that, we don't need this extra privacy. We have enough yeah. to be censorship resistant um, and to fully function as a as a money, as a cash online that that works. Yeah. It works perfectly. Uh, it, it's the perfect money. Epic is, when we're talking about money, uh, cash online, that's mimble-wimble right there. That is the best yeah. strategy to get there. Um, so but yeah, we were getting into the... Yeah. For my say, purposes,
0: let's just, let's just provide like a, a top-level summary of yeah. what Mimble Wimble is, and you know when it, where it okay. came from, and things like that. So I know that the white paper was published in July 2016. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing the name correctly, but apparently, it was an anonymous pseudonym called Tom Elvis Jedusor, a reference to Harry Potter. Um, and apparently, this name represents a magic spell that tongue-tied people, uh, preventing them from and talking about things that. Yeah, yeah, that's my understanding, yeah. um, and obviously yeah. this is this is fitting of the Mimblewimble protocol because it represents the the privacy features that it exhibits. So in a in a very basic top level nutshell, it's a layer one privacy protocol, and you mentioned this earlier, um, Islo, that makes use of elliptical curve cryptography. Now, you guys were going down the rabbit hole, and it was awesome to listen to about <laughs> VPNs and IP addresses. So I think where I was going with that was the Dandelion++ protocol, the, the light bulb moment for me. Would you guys like to touch upon that?
1: Yeah. Um, Isla, what do, you, do, you, do you want me to uh, – um, I can discuss that. Yeah, basically, Dandelion++, what it does is that it um, – it, it bounces around the transaction uh, your IP address or like around the world so basically when you send a transaction um, it doesn't just uh, Bitcoin just transmits that transaction to every single node on the blockchain boom everybody sees it everybody sees where it came from dandelion plus uh, plus it it takes that transaction before it's sent out to every single node on the blockchain and it Moves it, you know, across four different nodes, you know, it jumps it around the world. It could it could end up in in Argentina before it gets broadcasted to the entire blockchain. So if somebody looks at the if somebody looks at the blockchain, um, if they just want to look at it, um, you know, and just take a look and try to find out IP addresses without having, you know, record without having recorded the entire thing as it was, you know, happening. If they just wanted to look at it. There's no way to find the IP address. You look at it, and there's an IP address. Oh, this one's from Argentina. Well, it was actually hopped around by Dandelion Plus Plus, and um, it it was actually me sending a transaction from Illinois, and they wouldn't know. So Dandelion Plus Plus definitely provides the necessary amount of privacy for IP addresses. You know, uh, there's there's definitely that. Um, that's what I have to say about that, for sure. It, it's it's awesome.
2: Yeah, it's a decoy mechanism. It, it groups into who knows how many number of, of decoys that would be shotgunned out. Um, I, I still, in the interest of education and educating people, I highly encourage VPNs. That's, you yeah. know. So, that so, was going to be but, my next
0: question. So we, why, yeah. why do we need a VPN then?
2: So just to be that much more safe, um, you don't really, like, if, if you're just, you know it gets to, into that two letter uh relevancy like or you know if, if three three letter agencies the CIA is coming to you um, if if the yeah. FBI is after you you know they they have uh, nation state resources and and maybe they could even cover and monitor and and send police out to all hundreds of of nodes that simultaneously broadcasted out your transaction to to, to knock down your door because you know, they saw this amount was was a huge amount of Epic and you must be doing something nefarious, you know, but the reality of it is like for, for me, I'm not going to be that, in that James Bond movie. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and really, you know, a VPN is sort of a nice to have, I have a VPN on, you know, on my smartphone. And a lot of times I don't use it cause it's, just, it's a little cumbersome, but um, so, you know, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. It's just like, um, Depends on how paranoid I, 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 I feel like from one moment to the next. But <laughs>
0: depends on what but, day it is. But yeah. I,
2: you know, I, I think I think Levy's saying, and I tend to agree. You know, in the general tone is that you know, dandelion. What dandelion is doing is an effective countermeasure to someone who would maybe be, tra- you know, to the to the to the lowbrow. To to the um, entry level hacker, you know, it's 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 going to be it's not going to be worth their time to, to try to figure out who, who really sent this epic or to to dox people mm-hmm. in this way.
1: Very true. Yeah. Uh, w- when I did have this conversation and was trying to really learn about privacy, I, I concluded with you know Islo and the DMs a VPN. If you if you are this paranoid about privacy, which you really don't need to be, in my opinion, but like like when you really get down to it. A VPN is good to have. Uh, there's so many ways for your metadata to be leaked. Um, a VPN yeah. on top of that is good. And But, you know, something we didn't even touch upon was that Epic has uh, Tor transactions. You know, you could literally do an offline transaction. And that is it's the most private way that you can send a transaction ever. You know, uh, offline transaction, I mean you might as well go to somebody and hand them cash in person unless there's video cameras around, you know, they won't see it or (laughs) yeah, I hear, um, there's also emojis that are coming out soon that essentially, you know, that that's awesome. I mean, I could, I could, I will one day be able to, you know, make an Epic cash transaction and then not even send it over the blockchain. I just kind of go to my WhatsApp or whatever, send a string of emojis to my friend and then he puts it into his Epic wallet. Um, and then he, you know, the uh, Epic pops out the other side um, without having, you know, s- having even sent any trace of my um, Epic transaction. And that didn't get rid of, get show any of my IP address, you know, anywhere. That That is the perfect amount of privacy, you know, if you're really, really <laughs> trying to be private. So we're getting... Yeah, and-
2: yeah. There's, so there's, what, four, at least four different ways we can send Epic oh, right so now. Many. There's... There's Tor, file, uh, HTTP, HTTPS, and then like you just mentioned, emoji. So that yeah. that when when people joke around, like you hear Todd and Max joking around about car- carrier pigeons. My understanding is they're literally talking about that file. So like if you were to generate a file transaction on my GUI wallet, I go to the file transaction part and I click send, and it generates a, a transaction file which I could print out, you know, and literally roll up and put in a weatherproof Canister oh, yeah. and attach it to this a carrier is... pigeon. <laughs> now, this is now,
0: ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> now, now, did I did I encrypt the the printed out message? You know, is is another question. How secure was I in in, in attaching this to the pigeon, or did I did I put the, kid, the pigeon inside of a briefcase? You know, c- carried by an armed personnel. That you can go to. to yeah, yeah. The, various lengths but yeah there's all sorts of ways to send epic cash (laughs) yeah no and
1: that that literally (laughs) that's i i I give up you know that is as private as as it can get you know when it comes to privacy (laughs) in the blockchain that's the most private uh even more private than hush or whatever you know that's that's it right there it's offline so um but yeah Uh, that's the privacy uh... I, yeah, I was going as to said, say. I
0: think I think we've covered privacy as much okay. as we yeah. possibly covered privacy. Um, but would one of you guys like to touch upon you know the benefits of CoinJoin and how that makes the blockchain both efficient as well as making it uh,
2: privacy enhanced as well? So that's the fungibility part, right? I mean, that's the part coins went to Bob went to Mary, uh, and they all at the end of the transaction they all got melted down into the blockchain, and and are ready for. Uh, reissue from the next in, into the next transaction. Uh, that's that's my yeah, understanding that's, Of coinjoin, that's
0: my understanding. My understanding is that it, it combines payments of various senders into one transaction, and then that has the effect of basically masking the relationships between all of the transacting
2: parties. That's my understanding. Yep, there's no yeah. discernible discernible address or anything to attach to one user or the other.
1: Yeah, and it that is really. That is fungibility. That is that is uh, one of the biggest problems in crypto today, and um, and Mimblewimble solves that. You know, on the native blockchain in the most simple way possible. It is amazing, and it solves this this fungibility issue while being scalable on one layer. So we, we discussed it. It doesn't have um, it basically. So it's got the fungibility. It's got the privacy that you need. And then it's scalable because Mimblewimble has something that zk-SNARKs doesn't have. Uh, while zk-SNARKs, zero-knowledge math, and these other ways of encrypting the blockchain, um, the way they achieve privacy is by adding in, you know, encryptions and numbers and you know, mixing it up 200 times and you know, adding in that <laughs> nonsense. This that uh, Mimblewimble simply does not store the information that can, you know, it doesn't store your your the amount of 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 crypto you're sending so you don't need to encrypt how much you're sending because it doesn't even store it and then it doesn't yeah. encrypt your address because you don't even have an address on the blockchain and, and what so this that, does, that part oh yeah let me, just, that, yeah, just yeah. to clarify there you're talking about cut through now i was that's oh what yeah i was thinking sure yep okay that cut cut through is definitely a a an amazing bonus that it's amazing because that actually um cuts through you know izzo you can talk about that actually i'm not the best at this part but yeah i'm sad. i did not mean to break i just i, 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 I may have just sure missed you know the transition
2: <laughs> i may have just missed i may have just missed the transition to cut through but i may have my brain may have just shut down for a second sorry <laughs> yeah no, but uh, we're covering no, yeah. these these are three really important protocols that are part of the mimble wimble technology that that when it was introduced uh dandelion Co- which we've ex- explored CoinJoin, and then cut and, and now cut through, you know, CoinJoin for fungibility, Dandelion for, for a, a, a enhanced security and privacy, CoinJoin uh, for fungibility, uh, which is also part of um, privacy and security, and then cut through, um, also part of privacy and security. But but really, this is where it gets into the scalability part because it doesn't keep all this unnecessary uh, data on the blockchain. That's if I that that would be my succinct. Yeah, you know, sorry.
0: Uh, no, no, that's right. Throwdown
2: of, of cut through. Yeah, it just doesn't. No, I think you said stuff. it. It just doesn't store yeah. the. You, like you can still get that data. Yeah, like that data is still there by way of elliptic curve cryptography. By me uh, opening up my wallet, you know, w- with my password that only I control because I control my crypto, my my keys, my crypto, and if and if someone wants that. Well, they can ha- they can be my friend, and I can share it with them, or they can be the law, law enforcement, and they can have a, a a search warrant, so that I can keep my um, laws, you know, my protection against illegal search and seizure intact, in and my human rights intact. Oh yeah, um, so, right. Okay, that, that... I
0: didn't. I wasn't actually aware of that. I thought it was permanently deleted.
2: Right. Um off of the the blockchain. Like uh, there is it's not kept like well okay. That's uh, let, let me be more clear. On on a publicly visible ledger, it's not visible. On my local wallet, um I I can have a history of transactions and I can share that. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. Or I can uh I think if I restore my wallet, I think all the old transactions go away. <laughs> so <laughs> um you know if I if if I wasn't worried about that and I didn't back up my data, well, it's my data to back up in the first place. It's not like uh, you know <clears throat> there can ever be sure. a law that says you will maintain your inf- information. Well, if I feel like flushing my information, that's my that's it's my my property. I have I should have property rights.
1: Yeah. Isla, <laughs> so, I, I oh yeah. Sorry. Uh, what do you want? to no, no. Go on, Levy. Go on. Oh yeah. I I just wanted to touch on that part for a sec. I I liked what you said uh, in the chat. Uh, the other day as though i shared it to some people you know you said that law enforcement should get good at doing its job you know of with, without have, without using money as a surveillance tool that's that's really what this is all about we don't want money money should not be something you know they say like to say We're, we we want to surveil your money um, so that we protect people from terrorist attacks or security. you know that's really not that's really not. they should get good at their job without having to surveil every with every person's private yeah. ledger of money. That's yeah. really what it is. This, this and, box
2: um, is is leaking oil and making a ticking noise. Something's off here. Um, yeah. Oh, the other day you were driving a, a, a 1976 pinto, but today you're in a, a late model Ferrari. Uh, something's changed here. <laughs> you
1: know, like, exactly. Maybe,
2: maybe I'll pay attention to some of your lifestyle changes <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah just like the regular that's that's how it's always been that's how it always should be there should not be some sort of you know uh company that's able to observe everybody's private ledger of money you know that that's going to lead us to bad places we don't want to go there and that's really what this this privacy you know Zk snarks and mewimble are trying to solve uh, in crypto and um, but yeah uh, that's that's all I have to say on that for sure
0: no, great points, guys. Great points. Well, Islo, I know you just mentioned the fact that we'd spoken about we've spoken about dandelion plus plus. We've spoken about cut through, and we've spoken about CoinJoin. Now, my understanding is that the fourth technical aspect to Mimblewimble, which makes it very you well, maybe not new unique. I think other other blockchain protocols approach this in in the way of making use of confidential transactions or CT. But I understand that's the fourth major part to this. Would anybody like to touch upon that? I know it introduces, you know, things like blinding factors and, and divides transactions into multiple pieces, but I'm sure one of you guys could explain
2: it far more eloquently than me. So I'll be going from my memory. Levy, if if you have something prepared, I'll let you go. Uh, I, I do have some I can make some
1: comments on that. Yeah, uh, what was the I missed that, actually. So,
2: so basically the question is uh what is Mimblewimble's approach to privacy where uh yeah like what is it's basically
1: it, like, the, the
0: the use of confidential transactions what is it in
1: a nutshell for your average listener yeah oh okay yeah you you speak as low, and then if i have something to add i'll uh, add that up. Sure.
2: so the article as i recalled uh you know is something like mimble wimble explained to a 12 year old or you know on a fifth grade level or something like that but it's it's essentially uh, creative math. So there's a distributive property of multiplication uh, that goes into saying uh, you know if it's it's like jet, it's it's really uh, entry level algebra. You know, solve for x, and 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 that ends up being a blinding factor um, that then plugs into a Peterson commitment, which involves your elliptic curve cryptography, your 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 private key, um, and so that's. That's Mimblewimble's privacy in a nutshell. And oh, by the way, at the end of it, there's a proof to say that um, there was never a non-negative um, ex- expenditure. So that as long as the the outputs always sum to zero, um, we know that the transaction was secure. And by by way of the creative math and the distributive properties of multiplication, and cor- also incorporating elliptic curve k- cryptography, uh, you arrive at a Private um, <laughs> solution.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That that yeah that that brings back um, you know that topic. You know exactly like the way Bitcoin might do a transaction is you you send a transaction on Bitcoin, and uh, it has you know x it has like a t y b one three four you know this transaction this exact coin you know went to this person this wallet address this wallet address it has. The permanent wallet address is there. It has all the information just right there on the blockchain for everyone yep. to see. And and Mimblewimble solves that in, in a really simple way when you get down to it. Just some algebra. You know, instead of having the numbers right out there in the open for everybody to see, they just do XYZ, you know, sent to this person or whatever. And then, um, and then you can't see how much was sent. Um, and there's no permanent wallet address. So um, there's just – there's really – it doesn't keep the information there. Simple as that. And it's it's really revolutionary when it comes and, to blockchain technology.
2: And going to what Levy just said, giving the Bitcoin example, I love that because that's how I explain it to people. I say, imagine you, you understand how Bitcoin works with elliptic curve cryptography. Or let's just say that we all agree the Bitcoin transactions are secure. It has not been hacked since 2010, and you know, there, was a, there was a rollback fix very similar to our own rollback fix uh, back in 2010. Okay, so we all agree, elliptic curve cryptography has worked for Bitcoin, and well, just take that same process and apply it to the transaction amounts, and let's get rid of addresses. Now we have wimble. Oh, and by the way, we're not gonna keep all this unnecessary chain, or, you know, block to block History of transactions, because that's wholly unnecessary for the purpose of superior cash, um, and, and yeah. So that's that's if I when I say say to people succinctly, like, what is Mimblewimble? I say it's Bitcoin's elliptic curve cryptography applied to transaction amounts without all that unnecessary bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Quite so
1: eloquently, uh, love that. Yeah, exactly, um, and. Um oh wow I forgot what I was going to say. Oh oh yeah. Um I have this um I have this meme that that breaks down exactly that. I'll send it to the chat afterwards I I posted it on Twitter. It it breaks down in one meme, you know, very simple the difference between MimbleWimble and Epic's blockchain versus Bitcoin nice. blockchain and um we'll do that. And and um so basically to summarize what I think the difference between ZK snarks and MimbleWimble is um MimbleWimble is an an epic blockchain epic is the only crypto um that can scale into the trillions of market cap it is the only crypto that that physically can go to one million dollars a coin while still being you know a fraction of a penny transaction and while still being um yeah it it basically it can hold the world's wealth Mimblewimble strategy is is the perfect way to have superior money um cheap transactions and and it can do it all on one blockchain and, and zk snarks they they achieve the privacy part but if they can't hold all the world's wealth in one blockchain they got to create a bunch of new ones and these are the two solutions essentially two different ways to achieve to solve this blockchain trilemma and in my opinion uh mimblewimble solves it in the best way ever and and um it's, it's really cool when you think about that, that, we're the only crypto that really can, Mimbo Wimbo is the only type of crypto that can actually reach those levels of price. Um, and other ones just, just can't even do it. Um, they max out at a certain level. That, that's what I think the sum to, you know, that's my, that's what I think is the difference. Uh, Go on, let's,
0: let's hear price. it, Izzy. Let's hear your summary.
1: <laughs>
2: um. Everything that Levy said, <laughs> there.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I must admit well, Levy, that was a great summary.
2: So, so th- three gigabytes, you know, uh, at the moment for for Epic Cash to, to to fit the whole blockchain onto a smartphone compared to ninety gigabytes for Zcash, uh, sixty gigabytes for uh, Firo, um, and and then all along, you just never know, like if that original trust set up for that protocol was was legit. I mean, more than likely it was, but there's always that little seed of doubt with, with, with zk Snark. And just the prevailing winds, uh, when you see t- other technologies um, going, okay, what, what is a, a pri- privacy solution um, that makes sense to, to scale forward? Um, Litecoin was an example, and now we see Tari as an example, and you know, Epic Cash has just always been in the forefront. Uh, has always been a leader uh, when it comes to, to 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 knowing this and implementing the technology. We were the first to implement RandomX be- before Monero did, um, and after it was audited four times over, uh, you know, we 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 took RandomX. Um, so yeah, that's that's just what I see with uh, Epic Cash and Venable. Wimble is um, leadership and 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 foresight of, of what what the current uh, technology is. Yep.
0: Sure. Well, I think if I had to summarize it just in a few key words, um, in terms of Mimble Wimble anyway, simply be CoinJoin, Dandelion++, Confidential Transactions and Cutthrough. And whichever term you'd like to call it, crypto trilemma or blockchain trilemma, that's the this is the only blockchain protocol on a layer one level that i see that and we've touched upon it during this episode that solves it that solves all three parts of the triangle scalability security and decentralization you guys have touched upon it really really fantastically today in terms of the fact that you know zk snarks was great but there's always better tech that comes out and it didn't solve for the blockchain trilemma unfortunately but um, that's, that's our gain. So, so that's okay for Epic Cash and the Mimble Wimble blockchain protocol. Now, this may be a very, very difficult question for you guys. It's seriously difficult. But which would you prefer? What's, your, what's the better tech in your opinion? Like I said, it could be extremely difficult.
2: <laughs> Mimble Wimble.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mimbo Wimbo. <laughs> yeah. No, no, 100%. I, I like Hush, like it's the it's the only other crypto that I own and it's it's I think it's going to be used for privacy, you know, it's got that in the bag. When it comes to what crypto is, which is it's supposed to be um it's supposed to be a, a new form of money. Uh that's really what it that's really what it is. It's supposed to be a form of it's not a stock, it's something that people should be using, you know, at their local grocery store and this that. Um, when it comes down to it, Mimblewimble is the best protocol to have superior money. Um, we don't need to have, we don't need to, you know, basically we just have, we have everything that we need. Uh, we got the superior money part and, um, and, and yeah, like what Isla said before, which is that, um, Epic, Epic is the first to the table on so many different things. You know, we said there's, we mentioned like, there's only like four other Mimblewimble coins out there. Um, And then Epic is the only, I don't know if it's, I think it's the only one with 21 million limited supply, just like Bitcoin. And we also made sure to be 100% fair launch, which is a super important part of crypto. Um, and we also got the, the multi algorithm mining, which is just, that's next level crypto stuff, really thinking ahead. Epic is the best cryptocurrency that exists. I do think so because it is the most, it is superior money. Um. It really is compared to everything. And that's what we do here at the Epic Community. We just compare it to everything that we see. And that's how I learned what I did. I compare it to everything that I see. And it does, it comes out on top. So uh, it's really cool, for sure. Mimble That's the stuff. (laughs) Well,
0: I think it's uh, probably best to start wrapping it up. I think uh, before my brain starts to give up on me with all this technical talk, Um, But just a a big thank you to both of you. You've been absolutely brilliant today. And I've learned a hell of a lot just on this podcast. And I'm sure other people that have been listening in live and on repeat, I'm sure they'll learn a hell of a lot from from both of you guys as well. So, again, thanks for your support today. It's been fantastic. So, if you're new to Epic Cash, come and join the community at t.me forward slash epic cash. And make sure to come and join us on episode 10 next week at the same time, 2 p.m. Eastern. As I say every week, if you've got some ideas on future topics, you know, that you think will be valuable and interesting, just drop me a DM, DM and we'll get you added into the Twitter Spaces Telegram group. Thank you to everyone for tuning in. I hope you all have a, a lovely day and a lovely weekend and I'll speak with you all next week. Cheers all.